Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pelvic Matters. I am your host, Marina Castellanos. Today, I have fellow physical therapist, Lynn Schulte, on the show to discuss birth trauma. Lynn Schulte is a women's health physical therapist for over 30 years and founder of the Institute for Birth Healing. She's been helping moms heal from all the issues women experience after birth and is now teaching courses to body workers to help them do the same. She found a common birth pattern that shows up in the pelvis after birth and knows how to effectively release these patterns. Knowing we are more than just our bodies, Lynn works on all levels, physically, energetically, and spiritually with women to help them access their full potential. She also teaches body workers how to work with the energy of the body and how to access you access and use your intuition in your body work sessions. She offers a certification process to help birth professionals become birth healing specialists. Lynn holds a Bachelor of Science in Physical Therapy from St. Louis University, St. Louis, Missouri. A true teacher, Lynn continues to supplement her professional experience with training to complement and update her practice. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Lynn. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Marina. I love any chance I get to talk about this subject. Yeah, so I'm really, I was so interested in doing a show with you about birth trauma and birth healing. So I think to kick things off, um, what will really benefit listeners the most um, is really just to define what is birth trauma and can you give us some examples of a traumatic birth? Sure. Um, so I, I, trauma is a response in the body that is overwhelming or um, we feel out of control um, it's, there's a, a response in the body that is either um, a fight, flight, or freeze response that we go into. So when we're feeling traumatized, we either want to fight that, whatever is causing us to, to feel traumatized, or we want to run away from it. Um, and in birth, we can't do those two things. And so we end up having a freeze response in our body. And I like to say that there is capital T trauma and lowercase t trauma. And women who have been traumatized with their birth and they know it, that's capital T trauma. But I've also found, I've had clients I've worked with that are like, oh no, my birth was fine. It was fine. And I still find that freeze response in their body. And so um, to me, the trauma could be that reaction or that freeze response could be from just a thought of, oh my, don't make me do this, or I'm done, or I, I don't, I don't want to push this baby out, um, don't make me do it kind of thing. Um, and then there's others who have been, you know, if you don't get that baby out right now, you're going to have to have a C-section. Well, that's a trauma, you know, traumatic uh, experience for a, a person. So um, there's a, a huge ray of trauma. And um, I think that the most important, what I'm looking for when I'm working with my clients is just that, that freeze response in the body. To me, I, I focus a lot on the pelvis. That's, I call it the birth door. Um, that's the doorway the baby has to come through. And there is this beautiful flow of energy that's supposed to happen through that pelvis during a birth. And that trauma response is when that flow is disrupted in any way. Um, it could be a transfer to a hospital. It could be, um, you know, transfer to the, you know, have a C-section. Um, any, any disruption in the birth process can stop that birth flow. So um, having an intervention, Pitocin, epidural, 
um, any of those can cause that, that stuckness of energy in the pelvis. And to me, it feels like in the body, like the pelvis is holding its breath. Mm. Like it's, you know, it's gone <gasps> and it hasn't exhaled yet. And so when I'm working with clients, that's what I'm, I'm trying to get it to breathe again, you know, bring that breath and get that flow happening through that pelvic space again. I think that's such, um, I think that is so great um, how you just described. I mean, you just gave us so much information there. I mean, just in acknowledging um, that birth can be traumatic for the capital T, like you said, and then the lower T, because really um, nobody thinks about birth as being traumatic unless there's something obviously wrong, like something where the mother's life is obviously threatened and or the baby's life is threatened, you know, then we kind of consider the experience to be traumatic. Um, but like you were talking about, you know, an unplanned C-section, I, this resonates with me and my own birth because like you said, the interventions disrupt that flow of energy and exactly, that's exactly what happened to me. I ended up having um, an epidural and then labor just did not progress and then boom, unplanned C-section. It was either yes. that or like my doctor said, do you want to do another like three hours of pushing? I said, not really. So, yeah. I guess we're doing a C-section. Um, and so everything you just said totally resonates with me. And I think it'll really be um, an epiphany for so many listeners who keep all of this to themselves. The fact that they had an unplanned C-section, the fact that they felt out of control during birth and that were in that frozen state. Um, so again, maybe nothing life-threatening happened during that experience, but just that loss of control, that response in the body, that flight or flight experience um, really stays with you and really stays in the body, you know, it can like long after the birthing experience, right? It does. And the thing that happens is that baby comes out and then we disregard everything that happened to us. Yes, absolutely. Baby's okay right? Like that's every, it's like the end result is all we're worried about. But in our bodies, that's not the case. Our body holds on to the experience and the tissues. It's being held in our tissues. And so that's why I feel like women who've had birth, who've given birth, and they don't really fully process and heal the, the birth, they'll end up having issues when they're 60, 70, 80 years old. You know, it, it's the body has an amazing capacity to accommodate and to, you know, to, to deal with what's going on in the body until it can't anymore. And when we get older, that's when things start falling apart for us. So I really encourage anyone listening into this, this podcast that, um, that, you know, get your birth story, get it worked on, get your body worked on. You know, it's, um, I worked with a woman who came to see me and she told me the most horrific birth story I've ever heard. And I was in my head, I'm listening to this going, Oh my gosh, I'm going to find so much in her body. And when she laid down on the table, there was nothing from her birth in her body. I found something that was like prior to pregnancy going on, but I was like, what have you done? You know, there was nothing. She was, nothing was being held in her tissues. And she said, well, I reprocessed my birth with my husband and my doula three times going over what I felt mm. during the process. And that was the key. 
because I feel like the large majority of what I do with my clients is help them to experience the feeling because when we're being traumatized, we're, we can't, the feeling is too much. It's too great. Yeah. And so we check out, right? So yeah. we disconnect from it. And so there's a way that's why when we're working with trauma, we have to be as practitioners, we have to be very, um, careful working with that capital T trauma because we don't want to re-traumatize someone. Mm -hmm. um, lower, t lower T trauma is a little bit easier to process. Um, but what, what happens, what I find is that when working with trauma, we don't want to go through the scenario from start to finish. Mm -hmm. You, you want to take it in chunks and you want to just reprocess parts of the birth and reprocess it in segments and not from start to finish because from start to finish you could re-traumatize yourself so when i'm working with my clients i always ask them what's the most what's the most prominent thing that you remember about your birth at what point what is the point of that birth that stands out the most for you and then we talk about that and we process that and what's happening is that i'm listening to the energy flow in her body I'm listening to her tissues and when there's, you know, there's flow in our body, there should be flow. This is what the chi, the acupuncturists are, are looking for and working with. And so I'm tuning into this flow in the tissues. And when there's a significant thought or, in, you know, something that comes through in the mind, the, the tissues will freeze that, that energy will stop. Mm -hmm. And so then I know whatever you just thought about is significant. So I'll say, so what was that thought right there? And then we process it. And then as, and, and what's so fun and interesting is that as they, you know, they, well, I was thinking about my, I was thinking about my partner at my birth and nothing's happening to the energy. And then they'll say, oh, well, my doctor did this. And then the energy starts flowing. That's what's significant to me. So our mind can be so tricky and so take us down all these wrong paths. But when you learn to listen to the tissues and the energy and the tissues, that's what guides you. That's what takes you down the right path. That's what helps you to heal what's truly going on in the body and not just in our mind. So there's a difference between just, you know, psychotherapy and just talking about something and actually getting it out of the tissues too. Right. And just like you said, you know, it's so important that we do get it out of the tissues and restore that flow because then how does this manifest in somebody who, you know, maybe gave birth 30, 40 years ago and now they're, um, you know, they're in their 70s, like you said, or maybe their 80s. So how does this unresolved trauma and this lack of flow, how does this manifest then in the body and in the tissues? Typically as pain, pain of some sort, you know, whether it's back pain, pelvic pain, prolapse, um, you know, bladder issues, bowel issues, the, the, you know, everything in our body is meant to flow. And when there's a lack of flow, uh, hip pain, you know, could be an issue. So it, it shows up in many different ways. There's not just one way it'll show up, but you'll be fine for years. And then all of a sudden you'll start developing pain and you're like, but I didn't do anything. And right, right. I think that's such a great point because, um, 
you know, in being a physical therapist who works in public health myself, you know, we're always advocating that everybody should get physical therapy after having a baby. And Amen. so, you know, there, there's always the argument from the women saying, well, I'm fine. You know, I don't have leakage. I don't have this and our symptoms. And I say, you know, that's great, but you know, we want to see how things are so that 30 years from now, you're not going to develop some of right. these things. And then if there is some kind of unresolved, um, you know, trauma in the tissues, then we'll be able to detect it earlier rather than, you know, 30 years down the road. Right. And I, you know, I've been working with just pregnant and postpartum women long enough that I, I get people in pregnant, you know, and so I'll explain to them the importance of coming back and, and seeing me after the baby was born. Mm -hmm. And I've had people who do, and they come in and they're like, I'm fine. I feel great, you know, and yet I still find these patterns that I find in most postpartum women and their pelvic floor muscles are working, but they're not, but when I get things back into place and I do this intravaginal protocol that I teach, um, it, it, it helps everything just work that much better and just making sure their core is working in a supportive way is so, so key. And a lot of times after being pregnant, that core is turned off. I call it off. It's not technically off, but in my mind, it's the easiest way for me to explain it to people. It's like, it's not working in a supportive way. You found a strategy that is actually going to cause you problems down the road. Right. Um, not right now, but when you're 60, 70, the way your core is working right now is probably going to cause you bladder leakage or stress incontinence or, or prolapse where your pelvic organs are falling down and out. They're not staying in their proper place. And so it's so, so important that we at least make sure that their core is activating and, and doing the best it can. Because man, after birth, there's no matter how that baby comes out, there is a lot, a lot of man, you know, manipulation of the tissue to get that baby on out. Oh, absolutely. Right. And helping to get things settled in there again, just so helps it to work more efficiently and effectively. So. Yeah, and I really want to clarify for listeners that when you talk about, you know, getting the core to wake up and be active again, you know, you're not discussing, you're not talking about crunches and you're not talking oh. about planks. And I think it's really great that we, you know, make that clarification because I know so many of us uh, moms are in a rush to, get back to exercise after having a baby and to make things a little more aesthetically pleasing. Um, so right away, everybody wants to know when they can go back to doing crunches and their planks. So when we talk about um, essentially waking up the core, you know, we're talking about doing it in a way that we're truly connecting the muscle with the brain again, um, right. to get it to do its rightful job. Right. And one of the easiest ways, easiest tests you can do is just to place your hand on your lower belly. And when you cough, does the belly go out or in? And if it's going out, then that's telling me that your core is not automated. It's not reflexive. It's not, we want it to be drawing back up and in as we're coughing, as we're laughing, as we do our exercises. And if that belly is pushing out, that's a different strategy that is not supportive for your long-term pelvic health. And so if your belly is going out when you're laughing and coughing and exercising, that is a huge sign that you need to figure out a way. There's a ton of 
core and restore programs. My favorite is restore your core online. I have a confidence in your core pelvic floor and more online course as well. Um, to help you to figure out how to get your core, how to get your lower belly, your pelvic floor and your lower belly to work in a way that is supportive to your pelvic organs and overall health really. Right, and this is why really going to see somebody after birth, going to see a pelvic floor physical therapist is just so essential and really should just be an automatic thing um, that women are referred for. Um, you know, in, yeah, in France they get eight sessions, automatic. Yes, in the U.S. Yeah. we get nothing. Nothing, <laughs> so, I know. You know, we're hoping that's going to change one day, but for now, you know, women, for the most part, have to take it upon themselves to seek it out. Um, yeah. But yes, we definitely recommend that everybody see a pelvic floor physical therapist, you know, after having a baby to get that one-to-one -one guidance and assessment, not just for their abdomen and their pelvic floor, but also their posture, right? Because all of that goes into how they're going to activate their core and their pelvic floor as well. Right. And if I could put a shout out to my birth healing specialist. So I have a certification process that I teach. I teach practitioners. So these are body workers, they're PTs, chiropractors, massage therapists, midwives. Um, they can take my training and become certified as a birth healing specialist. And these people, I have a directory on my website. You can check and see if there's someone near you. But um, these people know the patterns to look for in your body, and they know how to release those patterns from your body. So they're super effective in getting rid of low back pain, um, pelvic pain, pain with intercourse, um, all the diastasis recti, prolapse, all those things, the, the information that I teach in my courses, these specialists know and understand, um, especially my certified ones. They have been tested um, and so that I know that they know what I'm teaching and they do it correctly. So I would encourage anyone who is having any issues after having a baby, please see my, one of my birth healing specialists um, and they'll be able, I feel, to help you the most efficiently and effectively with what you're dealing with after birth. Right. And if we do have any physical therapists listening who are interested in this area, you know, I've taken Lynn's um, pregnancy course online and it's amazing. I mean, just learning um, her perspective and her approach with the pelvis is just so valuable, um, you know, for treating pregnant women and postpartum. I mean, I... I have so many cases where, you know, women have come to see me, they're talking about, you know, pain that they've had for months and months and months. And finally their doctor said, okay, go see a physical therapist. And then, you know, within one session, I said, well, your pelvis is still in the open pattern and, you know, we need to correct this. And then boom, they're better and off they go. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And in one session, Marina, right? Yeah. yeah. It, that's what I find is so amazing. It's like, it's so quick. Mm -hmm. when you know what to look for and, and how to do it. And the pelvic mobilizations that I teach in my courses are for any client. It doesn't have to be a pregnant or postpartum client. Any client of yours with back pain, pelvic pain, mm -hmm. can really benefit from those mobilizations. So yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. Work is, uh, yes, I do think your work is amazing. And I think um, you know the coursework that you teach other healthcare providers is just so valuable. So you have you know obviously physical therapists who... Um, know your work and then do you have other healthcare workers that are certified yeah. for you? Yes, so I have a midwife, I have a couple of midwives who are certified. Um, the majority of them, if I remember correctly, are um, PTs. Um, right now, I we're at 10 certified birth healing specialists and that's growing every day. 
Um, so the majority are PTs, there's one midwife, but there are chiropractors who come take my courses, massage therapists, midwives, I've had a naturopath come. So anybody who has a license to touch um, can take my certified, um, you know, I have a holistic treatment for the pregnant body course, holistic treatment for the postpartum body course, and then an advanced postpartum body course. Um, but I also have doula courses, a midwife course online. Um, I have courses for moms. I have a, um, sm a simple steps for a smoother birth and a faster recovery. And then also my confidence in your core floor and more um, is for moms. And um, yeah, so there's a, something for everybody on my website. So well, that's great. Because I was actually going to say, you know, how can we better help expecting mothers to prepare for the birthing experience, you know, so that maybe we minimize um, the occurrence Absolutely. of trauma. Absolutely. So to me, it's all about we're, we're not addressing the body prior to birth. So we're, we're really good at keeping mom and baby healthy during the pregnancy, but, and we're good at educating mom about the process of birth, but what we're failing to do is really assess what I call the birth door. And that is assessing a mom's belly, pelvis, and pelvic floor. And we need to make sure that those structures are able to do what they need to for birth. One, get the baby in the best position possible to come on out. If we have restricted tissues, and I want to say appendectomies are the biggest culprit um, for, help, for getting babies out of position, and it, it makes things tight on that lower right-hand side, so then baby gets pulled off to that right-hand side, and then it can't get into the pelvis. In a, in a good, even way. So then babies come in asynclitically, meaning their head is kind of cockeyed as it's trying to enter the pelvis, which just makes things so much harder. So we really wanna make sure we have good abdominal tissue mobility and uterine mobility. And then we need to make sure the bones can move. So it's looking at what pre-existing injuries or issues a person is bringing to their pregnancy and their labor. That's what we need to address. So if a person has never had an injury, never had surgery, um, has no back pain, no problems, then they, they might be good to go. I would still want to check out their pelvic floor muscles because there's a lot of people who can hold tension in their pelvic floor muscles and not even realize they have it. And what's really challenging for birth is asymmetrical tension and tone. So if one side of the pelvic floor muscles are tighter than the other, the pelvic bones aren't gonna be able to open up evenly to allow that baby to come on out. So the pelvic floor muscles are probably, I call them the stoplight for birth. They need to be assessed prior to going into labor and making sure that those muscles are nice and even so that the pelvic bones can open and do what they need to for birth. Now, if a mom has had an injury or fall to a tailbone or a sports injury, I worked with a mama who was um, playing in the ocean and a wave hit her and she hyperextended her knee when it jammed into the bottom of the ocean. And that injury um, impacted her first birth. She never, she ended up having a C-section with her first baby. She saw me during her second pregnancy and um, she had tension from that injury from her knee all the way up into her pelvis and her sacrum was so hard on that side that she injured. And um, it was actually causing Braxton Hicks. So the uterus sacral ligament is attached to that sacrum on that side. And so her uterus was really irritated and kept having, she would have 
20 to 30 contractions an hour. On the day she saw me after treatment, it would go down to one or two because I would release her sacrum oh, and get things more balanced in there. So it's really looking at what are the injur injuries? What are the issues I'm carrying in my body? And what's so frustrating is that a lot of doctors out there, you know, these clients are complaining of back pain, pelvic pain, and they're just like, ah, oh, you're pregnant. So they blow it off. Right. To me, that pain is a sign of dysfunction. That means there's an imbalance. There could be an imbalance somewhere. And we should be addressing that prior to going into labor. And that's what I teach in my pregnancy course. So any of my practitioners who have taken my pregnancy course will know what to look for and know how to address these issues and how to balance the tissues and get things even for that baby to come on out as smoothly as possible. Right. I mean, this is so important to, you know, have this, have your own body's um, balance assessed and the tissue mobility assessed. Um, I can tell you from my own experience. I mean, my daughter was really over on one side. I had an appendectomy, like you said. So one side of my tissues was always tighter than the other, even though I worked on it. And, you know, it definitely improved over time. And then, um, you know, I felt like going through the childbirth education process, you know, really it was, it was almost angering because there was no mention about what the pelvis had to go through in terms of the movements and the sacral movements um, and definitely nothing about the pelvic floor. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm at an education class, but there's this whole <laughs> integral section that is missing. Um, so really, this is Lim was describing, guys, you know, if you are expecting, it is so important to have this kind of thorough assessment done so that you can just be as prepared as possible um, for your labor and delivery. Yeah, so I think, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of childbirth educators and saying, can I come in one night and just educate your group? And they're just like, oh, Lynn, we have so much to cover. There's no time. Right. So uh, that's why I would encourage, even if you are doing a childbirth class, um, you know, please check out my simple steps for a smoother birth and a faster recovery because there are, you get that understanding of what the body needs to go through and what you can do to influence that with just certain positions, what your partner can do to help support you. Also, not only prepare for and during the labor, but also what you can do really quickly afterwards to help facilitate the healing of your tissues. Right. So um, that, you know, I think it's a great adjunct to any of any childbirth education class. Absolutely. So spot on, Marina. Yeah. yeah. They're missing um, mechanics. I think, um, I think you gave us so much great information today, Lynn. Thank you so much. I think we're going to start to wrap things up. Um, but I would love for everybody to know how to follow you, how to reach you, how to contact you. Um, so why don't you give everybody your information? Great. So um, my website is instituteforbirthhealing.com. And there's a ton of information, all the courses that I talked about. My, my website is divided into a mom side and a practitioner's or professional side. So um, you can check out whichever suits you best. Um, so I have the website there. On the website is my directory and all the courses. So please check those out. 
And then we're on Facebook. So I have a private Facebook group, which is Institute for Birth Healing Community. So please join that. We have almost 8,000 people on there that are both moms and practitioners. It is the most loving and supporting community. If you have a question or issue going on, please just post that there and you will get all this loving support and comments and everything. I'm just blown away and just love the, the support that is there for everybody. Um, we're also on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. I have over 30 videos on YouTube. So that's just Institute for Birth Healing. We're also on Instagram, Institute for Birth Healing. Um, so please check us out. Come join us. Um, there's a contact form on my web website if you want to contact me directly. Um, I'm more than happy to answer any questions you have. Um, but yes, please come be a part of our um, community. I also put on a annual birth healing summit in April of every year. Uh, it's geared more towards the professionals. So if you want to join us that, that is birthhealingsummit.com. There are previous summits that we are, um, we're in the process of putting them all online so that all of the, I've done six summits so far and they will all be for sale um, at any time for anybody. And the very first three summits that I did were for moms and practitioners both. So you could check those out. Ton, a ton of wonderful information in those summits. So I'd really encourage anyone to, to check those out. They're just interviews. They're usually around an hour long. Um, each summit ranges from 15 to 20 interviews and all kinds of topics. So they're really, really a great resource for anybody. Great, great, Lynn. This was so amazing. I know moms listening are going to get so much out of this. Um, so I can't thank you enough for being here today. Thank you. Okay. My pleasure. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pelvic Matters and be sure to tune in for the next one.